In a magical underwater kingdom, there lived a lovely mermaid named Ariel. She would spend her days frolicking in the warm Caribbean sea without a care in the world. Till one day, there was an oil spill and everyone got sick and died. It was really sad. Here is TV Chinwag with Ryan and Jules. Good afternoon, everybody. Good evening. Good morning, wherever you live. Welcome to another episode of TV Chinwag. We're on a special TV Chinwag this week. We have a midweek TV Chinwag for you. We're going to be talking about comedy, uh, two special comedy shows. First, my name is Ryan, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jules. And I am here and ready to chuckle uh, at our comedy lineup this week. Are we going to be making any jokes at all today, Jules? None at all. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I should say, I think the interesting thing is, now you you and I, Ryan, but both love... Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of comedy... Speaking <laughs> of comedy... Oh, I have to stop that. Sorry. She's gone out in the backyard and found one I thought was dead. <laughs> Go on, just a sec. Uh, so the funny thing is, Ryan, when you... Funny thing. Not hilarious, but slightly ironic, maybe. You and I both love a good laugh. Uh-huh. We're both mildly amusing people. We love going we'll... to see, seeing stand-up. But we don't, neither of us watch a lot of comedy on TV, and we certainly don't watch your average sitcom. Would I be right there? You would be absolutely right, yeah. I don't watch many sitcoms at all. I, I mean... We're talking normal network sitcoms. I yeah, think the only so thing I half-heartedly watch right now is uh, Parks and Recreation, and I haven't even watched most of this season, and that's it. Yes, yeah, so neither of us were hanging out to find out how What's-His-Name met his mother, that's for sure. No. Um, <laughs> and and when, when I ever I see that the highest-rating uh, comedy on TV is the Big Bang Theory, something inside me curls up and dies. Right. <laughs> right. But we did manage to find there are there are some great comedies out there, um, a couple of which we're going to be talking about in this episode and and the next. But they're ones that really tend to fly under the radar as far as getting um, certainly any critical coverage. They're all really low rated uh, in terms of viewership, and it, it's um, it's disappointing in a way because there's some really great uh, innovative and some comedy and some great performance. A really unique situation. I mean, this, these aren't your run-of-the-mill, stupid sitcom situations. And um, for me, that's amazing. That's great. That's it's the possibility that there could be some great comedies on TV if more people would would look at, at these, these shows anyways. So we'll get to those in a minute. But first, we'll start with uh, what's news on the rest of TV. And I thought I'd uh, kick off by mentioning a new series that's uh, going into production as we speak. Uh, it's another Netflix series, and it's called Sense8. Uh, that's Sense with the number 8, uh, which gives you a hint already that it's going to be a bit sci-fi and a bit spooky. Um, the interesting thing is this series is produced by the Wachowskis, um, who you will know from the Matrix trilogy and more recently Cloud Atlas and Michael Straczynski, who I mainly know and I, from um, 
Babylon 5 series from the 90s, which if you haven't seen and you love shows like Battlestar Galactica, I highly recommend. He went for five seasons. He wrote nearly every episode because he's obsessive. Um, and it has those elements of Battlestar that, that people really loved in terms of um, long you know, complex character arcs and a, a lot of politics um, that develop between different races that are in the show. Um, anyway, so they've come together to produce this series, Sensate, which will be 10 episodes. Um, it's another one of those mysterious event tropes. So it's eight strangers from different cultures and parts of the world have a common psychic vision and find themselves telepathically connected. And then there's a character called Jonas who's trying to bring them together and another stranger called Mr Whispers who's trying to kill them. Um, the casting's international and really interesting. There's Naveen Andrews that people will know um, from Lost. Daryl Hannah, who I don't, I don't know if she's mm. been on anything television related. Mm -hmm. um, Freeman Agerman, who was Martha in um, Doctor Who, and a really interest, yeah, really interesting and diverse cast. So that's that's going into production now. No word on when it'll drop but that will be something to look forward to on Netflix. Interesting. And that's direct to Netflix, is it? Yes. Very good. Now, did they have, uh, what, do they say when they're going to start? or? Yeah, so they're starting production now. They've just finished announcing the casting. And it's actually going to be filmed all around the world. So they've said that they're going to film in the US, UK, Germany, South Korea, Iceland, Mexico, and somewhere in Africa. That sounds expensive. <laughs> well, it does. And let's face it, though, if you've got the Wachowskis involved, they've probably got a few dollars in the bank to throw at this. So um, I guess so. Yeah. How do you feel about Wachowski stuff? Have you been a fan? It's always interesting. I think that's look there, and this is a this is their baby, and that it, it, it's an idea that you know they had a while ago, and and they've obviously eventually found decided on this is the way to do it rather than a movie. Um, you know, Cloud Atlas, I think, is, the, you know, their latest one is, I want to say a hot mess. It's not quite that bad, but it's interesting. Like, it was a, it was a movie that, um, you know, held my attention the whole way through and confused the hell out of me. Yeah, and of course, me they've too. got a, <laughs> another epic movie which has had its release date pushed back, which is Jupiter Ascending, uh, which is... Uh, sort of a big epic space opera movie, and I think it was going to be released this year, but it's been pushed back to to next year. And that's that's a sort of a. I'll, I'll be interested in that because it sounds like a more traditional space opera and stars Channing Tatum and um, Sean Bean, Mila um, Kunis. Uh, but yeah, look, I I just think whatever they do is going to be something I'm going to want to watch, not necessarily something I'm going to love. What about you? Uh, I'll take a look, but, you know, I haven't really been a fan of their movies since The Matrix. Um, everything else has been really, um, you know, they're trying to achieve a lot, and I don't know if they're hitting the mark on, on those things. Sometimes simpler is better, um, but I'll give it a, a shot. I mean, why not? It sounds interesting, and it sounds like good things for TV, you know. Uh, I, I'm always excited to see new new ideas and new stuff coming. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it on TV Chinwag at some time in the future. Yeah, episode 110. <laughs> um, oh, my news is uh, 
someone that we know, well, we don't know, but uh, <laughs> some will be familiar with, AMC has ordered a second series of Better Call Saul, and you're thinking to yourself, a second series? Well, I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> well, you haven't. Television? <laughs> in fact, <they're... laughs> I don't understand television. Brian, you work in it, you don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, now they're going to be, they're going to have 23 episodes, but they're still going to use them as seasons. So instead of using just one season, they're going to have two seasons of 13 episodes. Oh, well, um, these days, the way the networks play things, they might play those two seasons over five years. <laughs> well, the way AMC does things, yeah. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, are, are you looking forward to Better Call Saul, the um, the Breaking Bad spinoff about the lawyer uh, Saul Look, Goodman? I love Bob Odenkirk, but no, I'm not looking forward to Better Call Saul. I mean, I'll certainly watch it, but I'll look, I'm... You know, this announcement that they've put in a, a an order for a second season... Um, to me, just speaks of issues AMC's got with filling their roster of shows more than uh, thinking that uh, the first season of Better Call Saul, which no one's seen or we've not seen, uh, is the best thing since whatever the last big thing was. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Yes, I, will, I, I know now that Vince Gilligan is more... Uh, who, who made, of course... Breaking Bad more closely involved with the series than initially, um, but yeah, I have to have to wait and see what it is. I mean, I don't think any of us have a real sense of what the series is going to be. Is it going to be a comedy vehicle? Is it going to be a darker Breaking Bad type show? Uh, what do you think? I think it's going to be a little bit darker, a little bit on the darker side. Not quite as bleak as Breaking Bad was. Um, Jonathan Banks is back again um, to reprise his role of uh, Mike, the assassin for hire, hired gun. Um, he so was brilliant. And I'll be, you know, both him and Bob Odenkirk, I'm more than happy to have on my TV screens. Um, and Jonathan Banks isn't someone to do slapstick comedy, uh, sitcom-based comedy, I don't think. So that'll, uh, that sort of speaks to, I, I think, the tone, the tempo of... of what the show will be. So is there a um, release? I can't imagine it being that. Is there a release date for season one? So release one? date now they're saying is 2015. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, AMC, you wacky kid, you. Yeah. What are you so waiting wonder, for? <laughs> you know, I wonder if everyone involved might be busy and have some big things coming up in the near future. Um, Odenkirk and, and Gilligan, and they're sort of thinking, you know what, let's just strap these back to back to back and... Uh, Everybody can go off and do movies or whatever they're going to sure. do, and we'll we'll have a couple seasons to to chew on. I mean, because that will essentially take them to the end of 2016 before they have to worry about filming another episode. If they do, I mean, you know, if nothing else, they've got two seasons of what could be a fantastic series. And it's certainly you're right; it does um, it does avoid the issues you can have with these shorter seasons. Is that um, you know you've got to make You've got to hope that uh, people you're working with don't go off and get better offers, or um, you know, get other jobs in the in the ten months between filming. So um, it could be clever on their part, but yeah, I suppose it's just hard not not knowing about it, other than the the basic concept of it. And it did at the time when it was first floated seem uh, you know a rather rather cynical exercise in capitalising on Breaking Bad popularity now not to say cynical exercises on television don't uh, sometimes produce wonderful things but uh, we'll see 
Some of the greatest television around have been spin-offs. Oh, yeah, and I don't, right. I, I certainly don't, uh, you know, have a thing against spin-offs per se. And as I said, I think uh, having having a vehicle to showcase Bob Odenkirk is, is, is fantastic. It, it just depends what it is, I suppose, as far as whether it's going to be good and whether I'm going to like it, which are not necessarily the same thing. To me, Saul Williams, uh, Saul, um, Saul Williams, no, um, Saul Goodman <laughs> was fine in measured doses. Um, I didn't think he, I, I didn't, I wasn't stupid crazy for him, so I don't know if I'll even like the show, mm. uh, if it's all Saul, but we'll, we'll see. I, I'll definitely give it a, a shot in 2016 when we do episode 158. <laughs> well, I think you're right there in that um, one reason Saul works so well was that he was this sort of almost, he, he was in contrast often to the darkness of what was going on in the rest of an episode of Breaking Bad uh, and showcase Bob Odenkirk's skills and although he wasn't always you know being purposefully hilarious he was certainly a lighter character and there were lighter character moments um with him uh maybe this is going to be a big ensemble piece you know and there'll be a whole lot of new actors and characters that uh, you know can balance it out just being him but um, we'll talk to you about it in a year's time yeah and we'll see uh We'll see if it's any good. I'm predicting right now. I'm going to make a prediction. It's good. It's good. Okay. Um, I loved the pilot, and then I felt, you know, around the middle of the season, I was a bit worried. <laughs> let's yeah. let's just record our review now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at uh, the end, they really pulled it out, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, that finale of season one. Seriously. I didn't think they needed the cliffhanger myself, but. Well, you know, it was literally a cliff, which made it interesting. <laughs> And we'll see what happens in season two. That's our review of Better Call Saul. <laughs> well, if they can announce season two before they've shown season one, we can review season one before exactly. we've seen it. <laughs> let's but review a real show. How about that? Let's reveal a real show. Uh, and we're going to start up with our comedy duo this week with Broad City. Hey, where are you? I'm at that dog shelter. We can just get a dog. Alana, I can't inflict upon a dog the crazy life of a dentist. Anyway, Abby's not picking up any of her calls, so I'm pretty sure she's dead. I need you to be my eyes and ears here. Stay on the local news. They only cover rapes and murders. She didn't even say bye, Lincoln. That takes one more second. People have no phone etiquette these days. Oh my god, you wouldn't what? pick up your phone. I thought you got SVU'd. No, dude, I'm fine. I just lost my phone. I remember that hot dude at the bar? He's supposed to text me, so now I'm like never gonna hear from him again. Oh my god, you should use the Find My Phone app. I watch myself run around the city all the time on it. Oh, okay, well, we'll just do that. There's my phone. I knew it was stolen. Uh, okay, it's in Harlem. Great, let's go track it down. No, wait, wait, wait. It's moving south. It's in the Upper East Side. My son-in-law is such a disgrace, he went to Cornell. I'm fine with a tsunami, but not in St. Bart's. Anywhere else is fine. It's the tenth horse that died this year. That's ten horses I've had to replace. Why does anybody come up here? It is a horrible, vapid wasteland. Um, excuse me, where's the Met? Oh, right down here, and you make a right. Oh, yeah, you can't miss it. Thank you. Four and three and two and one, one. <laughs>
Now, Ryan, no, this Brock, is... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry, Jules, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, this is a show you put me on to. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. I, I, I kind of like... We're going to be doing these two shows, Broad City and The League, but I like doing these together because they're sort of polar opposites of each other and the fact that... Now, correct me if I'm wrong and, and slap me for using the phrase, but is Broad City like a chick show? Like a... a well, sorry, I don't, I don't... a show just for the Sheilas, if you will? Well, I... <laughs> yeah, can I just do a, a community service announcement? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one in Australia actually has ever used the word Sheila in conversation. Okay? <laughs> Certainly not for uh, at least 150 years, if ever. So I think you just... should bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> uh, however, I do on occasion say g'day. Uh, uh, we don't put pra- uh, we don't put shrimps on the Barbie either, because we call them prawns. Prawns, yeah. Anyway, uh, look, well, I'm obviously you're the one to answer that because how am I going to know if it's a chick show? I'm a chick and I'm watching it, so yeah. you're not a chick. Did you like Broad City, Ryan? I really liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious. Um, the two creators, Ilana Glazer and Abby Jacobson, are are hilarious. I mean, they're really funny. They play these two characters, I, I'm sure that are different than their own selves, but one's a bit of a slack. Well, they're both slackers. Um, <laughs> one's a bit of a horny slacker, and the other one's a bit of a stoner slacker, I guess. Is that is that how you separate them? Um, uh, yes, I think they're, they're possibly their they're defining characteristics. <laughs> yeah, it's the... Um, I wouldn't say it's the antithesis of HBO's girls, but it's it's definitely... It's different in the fact that... Um, these two are barely scraping by, and they never win. I think is sort of the key to to their relationship and and to those characters. Yeah. So it follows, um, and it started as a web series, didn't it? Is that yes? Yeah. So it did start as a web series, um, and there's been I think ten episodes now, which have aired on on Comedy Central. And so it follows these two characters, which happen to be named after creators of the show so it's Alana and Abby who live in New York uh Alana who's the uh the the horny uh uh hornier character a horny slacker that was your term um and she works for sort of a Groupon type uh company and uh and Abby works in one of those sort of um pretentious fitness centers but she's a uh She's basically the cleaner. Uh, spends spends a lot of her time stoned in the toilet, um, and a little connection to uh, other uh, other shows, uh, which we'll talk about next week, is Hannibal Barres turns up as Lincoln, uh, who's Ilana's sort of I don't know <laughs> I don't know how on you... again off again boyfriend fuck buddy. sex partner yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look I think. And so basically each episode follows some tale of it might be them going to a, a wedding, it might be them going out to dinner, uh, it, and, and there's a lot of, it's quite absurdist, uh, you know, bizarre things happen. Um, it's very New York. New York is, is really a character, as um, wanky TV reviewers like myself are want to say uh it is very new york there's a lot of stuff it's obviously filmed in new york but it's a lot about what living in new york is is like as well i think the thing i love about this there's a couple of things one is it's so happy like 
the both the characters, although they're you know, you can step back and look at their lives and go, well, you know, they've got no money, uh, they're you know bad, not bad things happen to them, but you know, they're, they're, they're losers. They're, well, other they don't people, win. Other people might see them as that, but I think the thing is, they're winners in their own mind. <laughs> really, th- I think in their own mind, they're not competing. Well, exactly. That's probably you know yes. they're not players in the game. <laughs> exactly. I think that's the best way of putting it. And they they get through these things so happily. Like <laughs> you know, the worst things can happen to them, and at the end of the day, you know, they'll get stoned and have a laugh and move on. I can't. There's a lightness about it, and a a fun. There's fun, and it's playful. Uh, and at the centre of it, you have these these two women who have this amazing friendship, even though, you know, they have their arguments and, and disagreements and falling out. They're gone in a blink, you know, it's, it's, and, and then they're, they're always there for each other. Um, and I think I like that. I mean, you very, very rarely see female friendships portrayed at all on television. Um, and, and just to see these two women who certainly not competing with each other, um, their lives aren't all about, um, you know, finding a boyfriend or finding the right job. Or as you say, they're not in the competition. They're, they're not thinking about, they're not thinking ahead at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, they're just and, trying to score some weed. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> smuggle it in their vagina. Um, mm-hmm. uh, not smuggle it, hide it in their vagina. Um Hannibal plays who plays Lincoln. I love his character too. He's a dentist, so he's sort of, you know, a bit out of their world. But he's the most chill guy you have ever right. met. Like yeah. he, he loves, <laughs> you know. There's no doubt he loves Alana. He's a great friend with Abby. He has absolutely no, you know, he knows Alana's off, you know, having sex with whoever else. He's, she's just they're there for each other, and there's something so refreshing about seeing a comedy or any show that's not it's not there's no nastiness there's no it's it's not sad it's not um you know if you want to call them losers as you say they're not in the competition so they're they're not worried about being a loser um that's what i love about the show what do you love about it i think it's just i I love their relationship how funny they are together how relaxed and and like you said, they're not in competition with each other, which is really nice to see. You know, they're they may feign competition, like I'm, I'm I have a better job or whatever the heck it is, a better apartment or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, they're just really good friends. Hannibal Burris, I think, is amazing in this. He's so damn funny, just being this chill out dude, and and he's um, a dentist, like you know, a profession a that's often maligned i think <laughs> but you know, in you a, know he's a strange in that he's the one with the steady job and the income uh and, and in a way sort of more uh solid than the other two but not in again in a way that's about a comparison or a you know he fits into their world so fantastically i, I always get them confused which one's abby uh, Abby's the one with the straight hair. With the straight hair, so the, Alana is the one with the curly hair, yes, right? Yes. The one that's with with, with uh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Uh, I think it's hilarious how she tries to draw Abby into their sex <laughs> to try and get a three way going, and and Abby wants nothing to do with it, and just just <laughs> grossed out by the whole idea. They'll be skyping and uh, oh yes, they're having you know, skyping while they're having sex. 
Hilarious. Escaping and then she'd be like, why, why are you breathing heavy? And then realize that she's having sex and get it grossed <laughs> out. It's just really funny. Um, I, I, I'm glad I came across this show because it's not something that I would typically watch. But um, no, I don't think it's a chick show. I think everybody should uh, should watch a few episodes as long as you're okay with you know some kind of crazy situations that you don't see on regular sitcoms. You're talking um, about sex and drugs and everything in between. Sex and drugs and weird, <laughs> weird feminine stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Girl Ooh, things. Yeah. <laughs> Cooties. Um, yeah, and some of the, you know, comedy, it's often hard to describe. Oh, there was this really funny episode about the thing with the thing. But, um, yeah. you know, a couple of the ones I remember, there's one where, um, uh, Abby has, has has a bit of a crush on one of her neighbours. She agrees to uh, that she'll be home when a parcel is delivered for him. And this becomes this snowballing comedy of errors. She's actually not going to be home and then she misses it. She has to travel out to this, um, a, a, on a boat to this abandoned warehouse on an island in the middle of the Hudson. And, and like, it, it is one of those shows that starts off as like, you know, it could be a normal day in a normal person's life, and then it ta- they take these absurdist sort of um, twists and and end up with something absolutely outrageous. And then it comes back to sort of normality in a way. Um, there was an episode. One of my favourites is um, uh, it's uh, Alana's uh, birthday, and I think it's her father's paid for for her and Abby to go to this really swanky restaurant and have this uh, seafood degustation menu except it turns out that um, uh, Alana has a seafood allergy and so as as the meal goes on and she starts having an allergic reaction and this and that you know it all segues into sort of hallucinatory madness and um, it's very funny again it's really one of those things you describe it I know that doesn't sound funny but it's funny hilarious. though when you describe it it does sound like an average sitcom it does and it's not you know and it end, has uh, Abby carrying Alana out of the restaurant to, to they end up in hospital and going through Alana's bucket list um anyway it it's yeah it shows how you can possibly take what would be a, a um a setup for an average sitcom, you know, these two friends go to a restaurant, one's allergic to shellfish, and they do something really, really unique with it. And I think, uh, look, it really opens your eyes to how limited, and I think all the shows we're going to talk about do that, how limited the the mainstream network um, you know, sitcoms are. And yeah. um it and 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 what a limited view on life that they, they show us. And sure, look, some people are going to watch Broad City and go, oh, my God, they're so annoying. Uh, or crass and, or... Oh, yeah, uh, or, or just, yeah, you know, not the sort of thing you're going to enjoy. But yet what you have to admit is they're not people you see on TV all the time. Exactly. And it's also not an attitude about life that you see on, on TV. Uh, as I said, there's, there's a lightness and, and just a sense of play about it that... Um, you know, it's only had one season with 10 episodes. Um, I hope it gets a lot more because I'll certainly be re-watching. And it's one of those shows I'm now the annoying friend who turn, turns up with it on, on USB at my friend's houses going, you've got to watch this, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. One of my favourites was when uh, they were desperate for money and uh, they took a job cleaning a guy's apartment in their underwear. <laughs> 
And so they're totally grossed out by this guy and they have to strip down to their really gross underwear that you really shouldn't be wearing, uh, you know, the yeah, we're, underwear we're not that your talking, mom warns We're not about. talking Victoria's Secret here. Uh, no, not that and kind he, of gross. he turns out to be an adult baby and it all goes... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It all goes to hell in a handbasket. But the, the the thing is, and they just, yeah, they they just fly through this so like happily and weirdly. It it sort of makes life feel better just watching it. You know what it kind of reminds me of a little bit is the HBO series Flight of the Concords. Yes. Did you ever watch Flight yeah, of the yeah. Concords? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yes. just sort of has just something about it, some little magic thing about it that reminds me of that. So I think no, um, I, I hadn't thought of that, and I think you're really right. Which you know, again, had a friendship at at, at the at the center of it, and um, something happy about. It. I right. think I think I know that sounds weird to say, but there there's a lot of comedies that aren't happy. They they might be funny, but these are just about. Well, it, that's funny that you say that because actually with Flight of the Concords and actually with this, I, I do find there's a certain melancholy over top of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like um, something that was really happy, I always thought was um, Pushing Daisies. You saw Pushing yes, Daisies, yes, right? Yes. That sort of had a, a light happiness, even sure. though it was about death. This, I feel there's a kind of a melancholy and depression sort of around them. Oh. Nah, all right. No, no, no. Maybe that's what you're bringing to to your viewership. But it just seems like people that are never going to win. But I think it, to go back to I think your your insightful comment that they're not in the competition. I mean, yeah. if you think if you th- thought about them as real people, one they would annoy the crap out of me, uh, Alana right. and Abby. They would absolutely annoy the crap out of me. They're people who. I might want to go out with once in a while, but I wouldn't want them as friends. <laughs> they would give right. me the shits. And if you think about their lives, uh, you know, if you think about where they'll be in five years' time, that's a bit, well, I, don't, I have no idea where they'd be in five years' time. But no, <laughs> Probably right where they are. <laughs> probably right. Well, yes, maybe I see a lot of myself in them. So. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. It's not hard to see. I mean, they're, not not you, I mean, they're just average people. There's nothing exceptional about yeah. them or what they're doing they're very average so this was picked up by uh, amy poehler i believe she's one of the producers yes executive from producers. parks and recreation right and um i guess she must have seen the web series and decided they were very funny and needed to be on tv so would you recommend this it sounds like you already have <laughs> yes no i i this is one of those i have to say as much tv as i watch there's only there's not a lot of shows I'll bother pimping out to people because I, I generally think these days people listen to podcasts like ours and there's enough information out there you'll discover shows you want to. But there are some shows I think people have to watch um, and this is one of them. Uh, if, you, if you watch no other comedy in 2014, watch Broad City. And it should be coming back, I think, for a second season fairly shortly. Uh, I haven't so. got a release date on that, but yeah, it has been picked up for at least uh, for season two. So um, yeah, have have a look. Uh, email us. Tell us if you have watched it, what you what you thought of it. We'll certainly be revisiting it in season two because I think that's. Uh, and I'll talk a bit more about this next week, where in our next episode when we talk about two longer running uh, comedies. But comedies don't always last the long run for me. Um, I find. Uh, you know, a co- comedies can be a bit like porn. Uh, 
too many repeated viewings and they lose the very thing that made them funny in the first place. Uh, so certainly this has been wonderful. Whether I'm going to think it's wonderful in season four, then I might be have a different view, but I don't have to worry about that yet. No, we've got a long ways to go before that. Now, shall we move on to our second show that we're going to talk about? Yes. Do you um, want to introduce it? Well, no, I think <laughs> I think you might have to introduce it, Ryan, because you know a bit more about it than I do, and you care the about it. The second show is uh, was an FF, uh, It's on FFX uh, channel right now. It was on the FX channel in America before, and it's a show called The League. Two guys have sex with the same girl. They're Eskimo brothers. Eskimo brothers? I slept with your sister. Heather? Yeah, I slept with Heather, too, in your bed. There are many things a man can do with his time. And this is better than those things. Alright, up and at him, sleepies. Up, 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 up. What? Oh! Oh! What is that? What is that? Have you been naked the whole night? Yeah, I always sleep naked. Can I ask you why you're dressed like a Russian house DJ? Uh, okay, first of all, just so you know, this is exactly the same thing Vin Diesel wore in Triple X. I'm done with you. He's the extreme James Please Bond. stop talking. Um, started in 2009. Um, it has a whole rash of very funny people in it. Um, I I'm probably going to go on about this, but I think this is one of the best cast shows on TV. Um, I mean, you're going to start with Paul Shear, whom... Um, has been in a, a few things, uh, but he's starting to get really popular. Nick Kroll, who's got his own show on Comedy Central now. Steve Renazizi, who's a stand-up comic, been around for a long time. Uh, Mark Duplass, who's also stand-up comedy. Um, you'd probably recognize these people to see them. Yeah. Uh, and then John, John Lejoie, who's um, started on YouTube, is a Canadian uh, who started doing comedy songs on YouTube way back in the day. He had average... Average everyday normal guy rap video, and he went on and just made a whole ton of videos on his own, uh, funny parody kind of songs, and got really popular. And uh, eventually, he did a little bit of a comedy tour and then got cast on a show. Now, the league is not necessarily going to be everyone's cup of tea, and I think a lot of people wouldn't be interested in it because it revolves around this group of friends, played by the actors I just told you about, who are in a fantasy football league. Now, I know they're trying to get uh, the Sorry, fantasy football crowd. Just yeah, no problem. I know you, the fantasy football with... crowd. They they have a TV show that must be very exciting for them. <laughs> for people who don't give a shit about football, um, I still think there's something here, and I still think it's very funny. I don't give a shit about football. I don't give a shit about uh, fantasy football leagues. But I I don't miss an episode of this show because this cast of characters and the writers on the show I think are absolutely fantastic and. Um, it's a really funny show with some really funny situations and um, characters on it. Jules, I'm sensing you don't feel the same. Look, you know, I, I won't say it's not funny, but I just didn't get into it. And look, I'm, I'm, besides the fact that I don't even know what fantasy football leagues are, we don't have them here in Australia. I think there's been some, uh, uh, our football here, uh, Australian Rules is the main one uh, in the south where I am. Uh, may have made some entrees into trying to introduce it, but it's not a it's not a thing here in Australia. So I don't even know what a fantasy football league is. Uh, American football is anathema 
to me. That's not going to stop me watching a show. Um, I mentioned another show, Friday Night Lights, which uh, when that first started and it was set around a high school football team, I'm like, yeah, I could care less. And it turned out to be one of my favourite shows ever. So I can get over that. Look, I just... I'll admit I hadn't watched any of it when you suggested we review it, so I dove in and um, watched some episodes from the current season and I just didn't connect with it. Now, maybe if I go back and, and watch the first one, but I, I don't know. And maybe maybe this is, uh, you know, people talk about some shows being a chick show. Maybe this is a dick show. I'm not sure. Uh, I... I might have to try and go back. I, I trust your judgment on things being funny, but then maybe this is just not going to be a show I connect with. Um, they, It was sort of loud, screechy, and I don't know, I didn't like any of the characters um, or care about them. But what do you find funny about it? Well, I, 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 I think the guys are hilarious. I think the... You know the the way that they interact with each other is very very funny. It's very, you know, I wouldn't say it's broish. Um, it, I don't think any of these guys are like macho guys or uh, anything like that. But they're they're funny with each other, and I I just sort of see it as friends just hanging out and making fun of one another. I think majority of the show is actually improvised. Okay. Um, they have basic you know script, but a lot of the stuff is really improvised. Um. Nick Kroll, who you might know from the Nick Kroll show, yes. plays a guy named Ruxin, who is a lawyer, and he's sort of um, uptight, a little bit pompous uh, of a of a lawyer. Um, Jean Lejoie plays a guy named Taco, who's really off the wall and and definitely overdrawn, but um, kind of a, a wacky, goofy character who doesn't quite get it. He doesn't even know he's playing in the league most of the time. <laughs> doesn't know anything about football, but he just sort of lucks out. They play for a trophy called the, um, I can't even say it, but it's the Shiva Kunani something 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 award. And basically they named this award after this Indian girl they went to high school with. It was called the Shiva Kunani Punjabi something 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 award. And that's their league trophy that they win. And whoever gets that gets the Shiva for the year. And of course in like season three, they finally run into Shiva again. Um, Paul Shear, who plays. Um, Andre is a doctor in the show. He's a plastic surgeon. And he runs into Shiva, and she's a doctor. And, of course, they start dating. And then she finds out that they have a trophy named after her. And destroy. And on and on it goes in uh, these sorts of situations. Um, Kate Astlin plays Jenny, uh, Pete's wife. And she sort of gets into it. Um, she know, She's picking stuff for him, for his league play, and everybody finds out, so she becomes the fourth member, the sixth member, whatever it is. Um, it, it, they've just got some really fun, interesting tropes that happen in it, uh, stuff that you've never seen before. I guess that doesn't make it a trope, but it, it's um, <laughs> uh, interesting and, and, and fresh and really people that are really funny being funny together so um, obviously while the the fact that they're in the fantasy football league is why they're together not every episode revolves around picking teams or whatever you do on the fantasy football league yeah i think how it works and i a, also never really played but you build a team so you go through the every the start of every season they have the draft and that's always a big thing cuz they get together for the draft and then 
you know, one one season, one of the players can't make it, and he's trying to get out of going to a wedding to get to the. You know, there's always these big scenarios draft. that have to happen to get to the draft, and then so in the draft they go through all the players, and everybody ha- takes turns picking which player they want on their fantasy team. Then, during the season, when that team with those people play, you get points for it, and all your points accumulate, and whoever has the most points at the end wins. So one player might get five points on one team and points on another. I don't know. Anyways, um, (laughs) it comes down to them wanting to trade players back and forth. And so that sort of becomes some of the scenarios for the episodes. Like, Ruxin really wants to get this XYZ player from Andre, but Andre, you know, needs a new car and they work out some deal. Or actually in the episode at the end of the season, um, Pete is having an affair with a married woman and they meet at this place and it's near Andre's place. So Andre says, you can meet at my love nest and have relations with your lady. And all you have to do is give me these three players. And so they have to strike up a deal to trade the players. And again, it sounds more involved than it is, but it becomes <laughs> part of the comedy and part of the, the fun situation. Whereabouts um, is it set? Uh, geez, good question. Philadelphia or something? I, I don't actually remember. Okay. So that doesn't really matter where it's, obviously. I don't think it does, no. no. It's, uh, yeah, I, I don't actually know what city it's supposed to be in. <laughs> Interesting that you say that. <laughs> um, but obviously, I mean, you look through the, the lineup, as you said, of the actors, and there, there are some wonderful comedians there, and I think uh, even I, uh, you know, recognise people, you know, just from from the few episodes I watched, I kept thinking, oh, that was that guy who was in that thing, and there's no doubt that, the you know, the performances... Um, you know, a, a fantastic. So, um, who would you recommend this show for? Um, anyone who likes comedy, actually, um, stand-up comedy, especially because you're going to recognize these guys. Um, do you think that comes through because there's a lot of improv in it? Do you think that brings some of that sort of stand-up vibe into this show? So, we're we talking about the difference between, you know, standard network sitcoms and, and shows like this so do you think that that brings an energy at the very least into the show that um is different yeah i do i think it's a it's it's something that's very different it kind of reminds like if you can imagine um seinfeld with everyone hanging out except instead of being all written it was ad lib jokes um that they just say to each other yeah i mean you you get to that st- that stage that sort of step up in in the comedy and I, I appreciate it for one. I think it's really funny. Um, some really funny tropes, like talking about vinegar strokes or Eskimo brothers, or a few things that have sort of taken on and I've heard out in the mainstream that I think started here. Oh, really? Uh, oh, that's yeah. that's always a good sign of success. <laughs> it is. Um, they've had some great guest stars. I mean, Jeff Goldblum plays Ruxin's dad. Uh, Will Forte has been on there. T.J. Miller, who we talked about in. Um, in uh, Silicon Valley the other day. Yep. Was, was and I think it. Seth Rogen's uh, turned up. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant's been in it. You really? Know, tons. Yep, Bob Odenkirk, um, Will Sasso. Lots of lots and lots of different people. And then sports players as well. So there's been a, a few different sports players that have been on. Um, so pretty funny. I, I mean, I, I think there's some funny stuff. You know, Taco doing music. I think the first song he did was called Vaginal Hubris. Um, <laughs> When, uh, what's his name's wife was, uh, you know, thinking that she could get whatever she wanted. He told her that she had vaginal hubris. Um, <laughs> there you go. Now I have to watch that episode. <laughs> that's the first episode. Yeah. You, you might like that. 
Um, I, I would suggest just looking at it. You know, and it's on, I think it's on Netflix. You saw it on Netflix, didn't you? Yes. Or was the latest one on Netflix? I believe so, anyways. Yeah. Uh, take a look and, and see. You know, at, at the very least, you're going to get some good slang words out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the very most, you're going to see some, some really talented comedians and some really good writing, actually, uh, in action. And give me your feedback. I would love to know what other people think, especially if you're not really into football or you know those sorts of things i'm gonna say this if you like comedy if you like comedians <laughs> you will like it but that's the problem isn't it when you talk about comedy i mean it's a bit like saying go to this restaurant if you like food i mean there are right. so many sorts of comedy so many uh flavors of it so many styles of it um and you know you can't necessarily work out what someone's you know going to like just because you like it. We have a huge comedy festival here in Melbourne. I think it, it now rivals the, the Montreal Comedy Festival as the biggest in the world. And it's hell every year because you go and, you know, people are going to see shows every night and you'll be like, you can't trust anyone else's recommendation <laughs> because, um, you know, just because someone else says it's funny doesn't mean I'm going to like it. And, and that can be due to a million things. It's, I always think, uh, and confession here, I've done stand-up comedy or I do stand-up comedy. Uh, so speaking from that point of view too, you're never sure what people are going to laugh at. Um, well, that's true, yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, we've given, you know, two two shows that are quite different, but I'm sure people will, in, you know, they're both, they're, they're different from each other, but they're also different than your run-of-the-mill sitcom. And I think there's, as I said, I didn't, I could appreciate this without, connecting to it uh you've piqued my interest enough again though that i will go back and watch some of the earlier episodes maybe uh maybe jumping in at the latest season was not the right way to go um but i'll uh start at the beginning again uh there's is it five seasons so far uh yes yeah yeah and these Uh, remember that we're talking comedies both these series are 20 25 minute episodes so, you know, you can certainly power through these if you do like them um, in, in pretty short time. Yeah, and that's I think that's sort of what I did with the first season when it came out. I, I sat back and I, I, I didn't think I was going to like it because I care nothing about football, but um, <laughs> do you it even turns have, out I care well, I mean, very you much. You don't even have football in your country. Sure, Canadian football, yeah, the CFL. Oh, is that yeah. what sort of football is it? It's much like American, except we use a few different rules. Um, we have different down system and you know, um, other stuff, other, other okay. things. Uh, there you go. I don't want to get too much into it and show you how little I know about football. <laughs> well, I, did, I, I honestly didn't even know you had football. Had sure, I we have a huge been... football stadium in Vancouver, remember? Oh, I thought you... I don't know what I thought you did there. <laughs> um, it's the BC Lions that plays there. Oh, okay. I suppose I... Yeah. I... I don't know. Maybe I thought you played baseball there or something. No. No. In no. fact, I just never had even thought about it. Um, <laughs> you just assumed it was going to be soccer. Um, uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, we, we have do. we have lots. And uh, now we're now we're talking about football. Just really wrong because these are yeah. two people who shouldn't. But yeah, in Australia we have primarily Australian rules, but we also have rugby union, rugby league. Uh, I right. say primarily Australian rules because come from that part of the country, and we do have. <laughs> Football, aka soccer, although um, in a much smaller 
much more mine away. And if you've watched the World Cup, we're not very good at it. Um, <laughs> better than Canada. Better than Canada. And probably not much uh, worse than England. Um, there you go. <laughs> I know something about the World Cup. Right. Yay, me. How did we get from talking about edgy comedy to football? This is the work of the devil. <laughs> yeah, it must be. It's FIFA. I blame FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> TV Chinwag, the sports edition. Uh, so both these shows, like give them a give them a watch, give us some feedback. We'll we'll revisit them at some point over the next year. Uh, when we've got season two of Broad City, and maybe when I get into the league a bit. Yeah, I think if you start over, watch the first few episodes and see if you feel any different about it. Um, as always, with all of our shows, if you would like to see these programs that we've talked about, you may find them online or on your Netflix. And if you wish to own them, you can go over to our website, tvchinwag.com, click on our iTunes affiliated links, and uh, that will take you right to iTunes, where you can purchase these and keep them in your hot little hands for as long as you would like. I've actually bought Broad City, because that's one of those things that, um, you know, when I can lend to friends when I'm... I'm pimping this out so uh, well and especially with shows like these you really want to support the show yeah and i know that seems funny but you know a huge network show eh, but these this really itunes sales and netflix and all these amazon all this stuff is really what's going to keep these kind of shows going and this is where it's going to get a second audience and second showings and yep. it's going to start getting more popular so make sure you support the the small shows that you like and comedy because um there is a lot of crap comedy on television but you know a lot of these people uh all the actors we're talking about in these two shows today all come from a stand-up background um and in the next episode we're going to talk more um about a couple of other shows uh including uh louis which stars louis ck uh which is actually about being a stand-up comedian it's a hard road to hoe it's not easy <laughs> to make a living <laughs> and um mm -hmm. i have a couple of friends uh who do make a living out of comedy, um, and they are very poor. Uh, so <laughs> it doesn't get a lot of space on TV. I think uh, it, it's not respected as much in the same way uh, that other genres are on television. And so, yeah, get get out there and support them. Spread the word around. Um, if you like those shows, make your friends watch them. And then, uh, and the great thing is because all these, uh, the people in these shows are also performers in their own right, then you can go and they'll, they'll, there'll be specials on their comedy shows. And if you're lucky enough, they'll come to a city near you and you can go and see them live. Which is always fun. Best thing. It's always a good excuse to have a few drinks with friends <laughs> and laugh your arse off like Jules did last time she was here in town. I did. We when, did this. When your comedy festival was on. So, um, yeah, definitely get and have a look. And uh, we'll be back in our next episode where we'll be talking about two other wonderful and very different shows, Portlandia and Louie. So stay tuned and uh, keep listening. If you like the show, please tell your friends. That's how it's going to keep going and become more popular. For me, Ryan, and for my friend Jules. And we'll see you next week. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please tell a friend. We love getting reviews on iTunes and email at fans at tvchinwag.com. We are on Twitter at tvchinwag. Music for the podcast provided by YouTube Music. For Ryan Dews and myself, Alan. 
Thanks for listening to TV Chinwag. <laughs>